What? College matters. What? College, college matters. matters. Really? For sure. College matters. Alma, Alma matters. I traveled to Denmark to meet with the architects of a dementia-friendly village model. It's basically a specialized nursing home for people specifically with mm-hmm. dementia um, and more advanced dementias. Um, and I was, I was just amazed with the innovation and the the kindness of these people in mm-hmm. Denmark and their thoughtfulness for the community at mm-hmm. large. Um, and they completely inspired me um, to apply for more grants. Lydia Piendel is a graduate of the University of Notre Dame with a bachelor's degree in biological sciences and psychology. In high school, Lydia grew up with a love for science, sports, and school spirit. When she started to think about college, she looked for colleges that could offer those very same things. After being egged on by her cousin, she visited the University of Notre Dame. Lydia knew instantly that Notre Dame was the college for her. Lydia joins us today to share how her undergraduate experience transformed her. Now, before we jump into the podcast, here are the high fives, five highlights from the podcast. My overall impression of of my experience at Notre Dame is overwhelmingly positive. I loved almost every second of it. Mm Mm-hmm. An absolutely amazing time. Um, I spent four years there and loved it completely. It was impossible not to feel the just the beauty and the tradition that you can feel when you walk on that campus. Mm-hmm. So I, I was really drawn to it. I knew that there was something really exciting about being there. Because I did go to a high school that was pretty academically rigorous Mm -hmm. I figured that I would be prepared for college Um, and I would say that I was prepared for some classes Mm -hmm. but other classes I was certainly not prepared for my peers at Notre Dame were extremely bright Mm -hmm. so I applied to programs in Dublin Ireland and in Perth Australia Mm -hmm. and I was chosen for the Perth Mm -hmm. program and I lived for that semester. It was the spring of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived for a semester in Perth, Australia, and loved, loved, loved it. It was just incredible. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I absolutely, I loved Notre Dame in my experience, but I, I, I would say do your research ahead of time to find the place that you think will fit mm-hmm. best because I, I know that Notre Dame really fit, fit me and my personality mm-hmm. well, um, but I know it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily fit mm-hmm. everyone's. Um, there's a lot of options out there, so doing research ahead of time really does make a mm-hmm. difference. Now, I'm sure you want to hear this entire podcast with Lydia. So without further delay, over to Lydia Pindale. Hi, Lydia. Hi, Venkat. How are you? I'm doing well. And you? Good, thanks. Great. First of all, let me uh, welcome you to our podcast, College Matters, Alma Matters. Thanks for making the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sure thing. So, um, as we discussed, we are catering to an audience of aspiring students, primarily international students. And the idea is to sort of help them with personal stories about your college experience, and in your case, Notre Dame's experience. And hopefully that's beneficial to them as they map out their college journeys. So um, I think this is going to be extremely beneficial for them. So thank you again. Cool. So Maybe the best way to get started is um, maybe we could start with your overall impressions of your experience, and um, then we can dive deeper from there. All right. 
Um, so my overall impression of, of my experience at Notre Dame is overwhelmingly positive. I loved almost every second of it. Mm-hmm. An absolutely amazing time. Um, I spent four years there and loved it completely. Anything that stands out that you didn't particularly like, or was it, you know, nothing, nothing of that kind? The weather. <laughs> it's, it's in South Bend, Indiana, which is about an hour outside of Chicago, uh-huh. and it is extremely cold in the winter. Uh-huh. I remember waking up with the temperature below zero, uh, below zero degrees Fahrenheit, many, many times, and we had several feet of snow on the ground uh, <laughs> every winter. Okay, so... But, but the winter does, the snow makes it very beautiful on campus, so... Maybe the uh, right question to ask is, why did you pick Notre Dame and how did you end up there? So I am, I grew up in Georgia, which is in the South, Mm -hmm. and it is very common for people um, from my area to attend a large football school in Uh the South, Uh um, any one of the, the big SEC football teams and football schools Mm -hmm. and so I was pretty much considering only those schools until Mm -hmm. my cousin told me hey you should consider Notre Dame Um, because she was currently a she was a student uh, at Notre Dame at the time Mm -hmm. and I didn't really know anything about it but she invited me up for a weekend to stay with her Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a weekend in September I was a junior in high school and I went to a football game with her. I met her friends on campus and she showed me around um, and it was impossible not to feel the, just the beauty and the tradition that you can feel when you walk on that campus. Mm -hmm. So I I was really drawn to it. I knew that there was something really exciting about being there. Uh Um, So when I went home, I did a lot of research about all the different schools and I applied to only schools in the South plus Notre Dame. And after I received different acceptances and denials, I finally I got accepted to Notre Dame. And I waited until the last possible day to make the decision mm-hmm. um, because we were waiting for the financial aid package sure. to come in. And once I received enough financial aid from Notre Dame, which was actually a surprising amount, sure. I was able to figure out a way to pay for it and I couldn't say no I just knew it was going to be too good of an opportunity to pass up so I I chose Notre Dame while you were in high school were there any specific interests and what was what were you kind of occupied with both in class and outside class what were your interests and you know what was your passion if any so in high school I was uh, very athletic. I played soccer for the mm-hmm. varsity soccer team. So I knew I wanted to go to a, a college that had sports as an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also really have a passion for science. Mm-hmm. I went I went to what we call a magnet high school. Right. Had specialized classes in, in the biology and chemistry areas. And so I knew I, li- I liked science. And then I knew Notre Dame had a lot of opportunity for scientific research and specifically for undergraduates to get involved mm-hmm. uh, working as research assistants in different labs. Um, and finally, I knew that I wanted to go to a school that had uh, the opportunity to study abroad, mm-hmm. um, to spend a semester abroad. And at Notre Dame, it's very common for everyone in their junior year to spend one semester abroad. Um, and so those, the combination of sports and school spirit and the scientific research mindset um, and studying abroad were the three things that I was interested in high school and Notre Dame had those. How was that transition ultimately when you actually went through from high school to college and, you know, just from home to college? I guess both those. Um, good question. It was uh, there were a couple different aspects that I could probably speak about. Sure. Um, finding a college that had that school spirit that my that high school did for me was 
um, made the tr- transition easier. Mm-hmm. Like in high school, I was a very much um, a fan of attending sporting events and uh, like high school dances and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then at Notre Dame, it's very easy to find that same spirit, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, so that transition was easy. I also found the transition to the um, the the environment of uh, religiousness. I haven't mentioned that yet, but Notre Dame is a Catholic college. Right. I did grow up Catholic, and so I found that the atmosphere was similar to the way that I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, not not every not everyone who goes to Notre Dame is Catholic, but there is opportunity to. Um, go to mass often or, or speak to a priest, for example, sure. or just to be around people who grew up in a similar way. So that transition was also not too bad. The transitions that were more difficult for me uh-huh. were the, the distance and weather uh-huh. for the geographical transition. Um, I grew up in a very warm environment and South Bend again is a little bit colder right. and I hadn't really experienced a winter before. Uh-huh. Um, and it was about a 12-hour drive away from home for me. So it was farther away, but um, I actually was happy because it gave me a lot of independence mm-hmm. that I didn't previously have. Sure. And finally, the um, the academic transition. Yeah. Because I did go to a high school that was pretty academically rigorous, mm-hmm. I figured that I would be prepared for college. Um, and I would say that I was prepared for some classes Mm -hmm. but other classes I was certainly not prepared for my peers at Notre Dame were extremely bright Mm -hmm. um, and I found myself very quickly falling to the uh, average to bottom of the pack whereas in high school I was always uh, one of the brighter students Mm -hmm. Um, so the transition academically was difficult as I found myself um, getting some poor grades failing a few tests and I had to really reevaluate how to study better and ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily the, the atmosphere at Notre Dame is not competitive. Mm-hmm. Everyone is ha- happy to help you. The professors and your classmates are uh, happy to have study groups. You get free tutoring as a freshman. Um, so I was able to take advantage of some of those things. Good. So did you, um, was it difficult or was it just uh, needed a lot of effort or was it a combination? I mean, where, what do you think? The, you said it was challenging, so I was just trying to... I would say that, that it, was, it was difficult for me to jump in with some of the level of, of um, study that we were doing. Mm-hmm. For example, chemistry and physics were both very difficult for me, mm-hmm. um, perhaps because the professors assumed we knew more than... <laughs> more than we knew uh, right away. Um, but I also, I had a unique experience my first year in, in college because I uh, I tore my ACL in my knee playing soccer wow. and I had to have surgery. Mm-hmm. And so I was actually, I missed a, a little, a few days of classes. Mm-hmm. I was on painkillers for a while um, and I was in a lot of pain for a while. And so, so my... Um, I think my experience is not exactly the norm. Mm-hmm. Your first semester sure. in college. Sure. Um, well, that must have been a painful experience. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a long, long rehab too. How are your? You, you mentioned a little bit about your classmates. Uh, how was how was the general distribution of classmates and peers? Um, quality of the students, and then you mentioned very collaborative environment. So. That's obviously good. Mm-hmm. So what was your general feeling about your peers? Um, in general, I it was very difficult to find somebody that you didn't like. I think <laughs> okay. Most people are very kind. Uh-huh. It's a pretty small school. There's only about 8,000 undergraduates. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's, that's a little bit smaller than some of those bigger football schools that I was talking about. Uh-huh. And so in general, I would say my classmates were all very bright, but all very approachable. Mm-hmm. You could you could sit next to anyone in class and ask them, hey, did you did you understand that? Or could I see your notes first? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to meet up after class and do a study group? It was very easy to mm-hmm. do that. Um, the, the, the general student population at Notre Dame is, is about 50-50 in terms of male and female. Mm-hmm. 
Um, one thing that is unique about Notre Dame is because of its uh, Catholic tradition, mm-hmm. the all students are who live on campus in the dorms are required to stay in uh, female only or male only mm-hmm. dorms, um, and so you. A lot of people have differing views on whether that's a great thing or, or not a great sure. thing. Um, I found it actually comforting because I was able to f- go back to my dorm and find a very supportive environment of other mm-hmm. girls who uh, who were very, very bright. And so, for example, studying chemistry, I found it much easier to learn from my peers in mm-hmm. my dorm, the girls in mm-hmm. my dorm, rather than in a, in a mixed co-ed sure. group because... I found that the girls in my dorm were a little bit more supportive and understanding if I didn't understand something right away. Sure. How are the teaching, the professors, the size of class, etc.? You said it's a small school, so... It is, but there are, just like any other college that I know of, there are those general ed classes the first mm-hmm. year that are, are a little bit bigger. I think the biggest class I had was almost 200 people. Okay. Um, that was like general biology, I think. Um, but classes like I took calculus again, mm-hmm. um, and that class I think was 25 people. Um, mm-hmm. That was my freshman year. We had to do um, a reading seminar that was seven people. So the class size really varies. Sure. Um, and it gets smaller as you get further in your years. Um, mm-hmm. The more stuff specialized you get, of course, the classes get smaller. I would say my average class size my senior year was about 15 to 20 people. Okay. Um, and the teachers, all of the professors I found were excellent, um, very well-renowned in their field. I... I wish that I had gotten to know them better on a personal level, um, but I did get to know a couple on a personal level to the point where I even was a babysitter for one of my professor's two daughters, um, which was really sweet. And she wrote me recommendations for for jobs later on. Um, uh, Yeah, I I really, I can think of maybe two professors that I didn't click well with, but that was because their teaching style was a little bit different from my learning style but mm-hmm. in those cases then it's it's good to really take advantage of the study groups and the TAs um, mm-hmm. the teaching assistants that are also in the classes okay so by and large were the profs doing most of the teaching and you had sort of these uh, sessions um, tutorials or breakout sessions and the TAs okay yes. The professors almost always taught the classes completely, and then the TAs would maybe have like a Wednesday study group after class or would have open office hours all the time or things like that. Except for my, actually, except for my my chemistry lab, the chemistry lab itself was run by the TAs, but the the chemistry lecture was run by the professor. Let's sort of seg to campus life outside of the class. Okay. Um, maybe we can start with the dorms and the food and then sort of work our way. All right. The dorms <laughs> are the the dorms are the heart of campus. Um, yeah. Anyone you meet who is an alum of Notre Dame, the first question they ask you is, what dorm were you in? Uh-huh. Um, it's sort of your identifier. And the reason that is the Notre Dame... Um, tradition is is that every student has to stay on campus in the dorms mm-hmm. um, when I was in school it was just for your freshman year but I believe it's been extended for three years now mm-hmm. um, I think you have to you're required to stay on campus um, but the 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 benefits of that are are just so numerous because mm-hmm. you are you're given a community that you are part of just by by virtue of where you live um and each dorm community has it's kind of like how greek life works in other colleges um, right. each dorm has their own name their own mascot their own traditions their own dances their own uh, volunteer groups their own sports teams to compete in the intramural leagues uh-huh. um, each dorm has like common spaces where you can go and eat together study together um I think most dorms have a little workout space. So I actually had 
a little gym in the bottom of my dorm. Um, mm-hmm. so that was really convenient in the winter months. Um, I could ju- just do a, a quick workout instead of going to the main school gym. Sure. Um, yeah, the dorms, the dorms were so much fun. And in my dorm, we did a thing called a uh, section social. Mm-hmm. So each hallway on the dorm was this, each hallway was split into two sections and then your section, um, everyone who lived on your section was invited like every Monday night at 10 PM to come have snacks in the hallway together and kind of just talk about how your day was and, um, things like that. And that was always one of the highlights, um, because it was a really great way to get to know your immediate neighbors. Uh-huh. And just We would hang out in our pajamas in the hallway. We also did a section social where we each did, uh, we would do, do like squats. So we called it section squats and we would work, we'd work <laughs> in the hallway together. So now you were the a Dom VP for one of the years, I assume, uh, from what I hear. So what does a Dom VP do? Um, so I, yeah, I was the vice president of the dorm my junior year. So mm-hmm. each, each dorm has, as I mentioned, a lot of community, but that community is um, run in part by the elected count, hall council. So those are girls in the dorm who sure. uh, want to plan the events and, and um, that sort of thing. And so I was elected the vice president, and so my role was to lead a weekly hall council meeting with anyone in the dorm who wanted to be a part of the mm-hmm. event planning and um, involvement in the greater Notre Dame community. Mm-hmm. Um, I helped us plan a new signature event that we called um, the Farley Fall Fest. My dorm was called Farley Fall. Mm-hmm. And so we we got some pumpkins and we had hay bales brought out and we did pumpkin painting and sold little baked goods and we had that out on the quad and so a lot of uh, other students were able to come and have this little fall celebration Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that event is actually still going on three years after I helped to to start it three or four years after I helped to start it Um, and then we also plan lots of volunteer events who do we donate to Um, Mm -hmm. How do we raise money for the dorm to have different renovations done? Things like that. Um, and actually, when I was a vice president, we won the Women's Hall of the Year award. So each mm. year, the hall president's council, so the, the the bigger group of all of the hall presidents and vice presidents votes on which women's dorm and men's dorm and then overall dorm uh, mm-hmm. has, has garnered the most dorm spirit and done the most volunteering and done the most uh, activities that have brought people together and um, so my dorm actually won that year I was really proud of that that's that's really great Uh, so it sounds like this um, this was a great experience working with people um, motivating folks and you know um, obviously the brighter side of life if you will on campus um, I know my dorm experience was wonderful. I had really wonderful people. Um, my, my friends in the dorm are still my friends today from the ones I met right away. Sure. Uh, but I definitely, I'm speaking to a specific person here. I mean, as a specific person here, I don't know that I would say the dorm life and the fact that you're required to stay is definitely not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is a consideration to make. Um, yeah. Choosing the for sure. Let's sort of talk about the cultural, social activities, different organizations on campus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Notre Dame has many, many, many different organizations and clubs, and it's mm-hmm. not difficult to start a club either. Mm-hmm. If you have an idea, all you need is a, a a sponsor who's a professor or, or staff on the campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can essentially start your own club. Um, and that is not very difficult. Um, so if you have a cultural or volunteer or, or interest that you want to start a group, mm-hmm. you can do that. Um, there were many different cultural groups that I would say I didn't get involved in too many 
I did get involved in the Louisiana Club of Notre Dame because my family's from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was able to uh, join them for different uh, crawfish boil and cookout type things, sure. uh, which was really fun. Um, Notre Dame has often been criticized for its lack of diversity. Mm-hmm. And while I, I do hope that the university is moving towards um, creating more diversity, I do have to say that as a student there, I can attest to the fact that it was not extremely diverse. Mm. The, the, the opportunity for um, involvement in diversity, I think, comes from your personal um, determination to get off of campus and get involved in the greater South Bend community. Mm-hmm the Chicago community, traveling abroad, um, which we can talk about later because we definitely have some experiences in that regard. My diversity and cultural experiences from Notre Dame came from the fact that I left campus to do other things, which Notre Dame absolutely provided. So I would say uh, that the cultural experience came from those things off of campus. Hmm. And um, what about soccer? Um, I know the first year after were you able to, you know, get back? So, yeah. So my first my first semester, I I tried out for the the Notre Dame club soccer team for women, mm-hmm. um, and I made it. I was chosen for the team, and then two months later, I tore my ACL, right. uh, and I was able to heal before the following season in the fall. Mm-hmm. So I did actually play with them mm-hmm. for. I would say three, three and a half years. Oh, good. Um, and I also did play intramural soccer uh-huh. as well as co-rec soccer. There were a couple different leagues of, of um, recreational soccer that you could play, um, both with your dorm and with your group of friends. Notre Dame has plenty of other sport options. I would say we are one of the leading schools in terms of options sure. for sport. Uh, we're one of the few schools, I think one of the only schools besides the military academies that offer full tackle football. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a, an, a fantastic rugby team. The women's rugby team has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have all of our varsity sports, of course, are very famous and doing really well. Sure. Um, our women's basketball, we have one of the greatest coaches in all time, just retired, Muffet McGraw. Mm-hmm. Um, the the sport culture is really great on campus um and the opportunity to play sports is also uh, great i actually worked at the gym for four years uh-huh. um, and we offered anything from racquetball squash um all of the soccer we had uh correct baseball we also had we have a, a very famous basketball tournament that we do mm-hmm. um we call it bookstore basketball because there's basketball courts near the bookstore <laughs> And teams teams join hundreds of teams join and then you play this tournament and then um, it, it's actually pretty famous every every year. Um, so yeah, there's plenty of sport opportunity. Let's move on and let's talk about your summers during your uh, four years or three years, I guess fourth year you're probably out. Um, and then we can talk about just your uh, study abroad experience. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I had three, I would say three summers from Notre Dame, the summer after my freshman mm-hmm. year. Um, the summer after my freshman year, I chose to go home for a little bit in Georgia, but it was it was an interesting summer because... I had originally applied to work in Africa uh-huh. for eight for eight to twelve weeks, um, doing a volunteer work at a school. Mm-hmm. And I went through several interviews to do this, and I was chosen as an alternate. Okay. And so, at the last minute, I was told, "Sorry, the person we chose originally is going, so you have to find something else for your mm-hmm. summer." And so, I found a similar opportunity, but a domestic opportunity to volunteer for eight weeks uh, in a nursing Mm -hmm. home. And I'll talk about this a little more later, but essentially I lived for eight weeks in a nursing Mm -hmm. home um, as a full-time resident there volunteering. And that's sort of one of the things that uh, 
spurred my interest in what I'm doing. Sure. Um, and then for the other part of that summer, because the summer was a little longer than mm-hmm. eight weeks, I actually got an internship um, working with the Alzheimer's Disease Research Center at MA mm-hmm. in Atlanta, near where I live. And so I was able to have both an internship and this eight-week service experience um, in the same summer. Mm-hmm. The eight-week service experience is part of a, a program that Notre Dame offers called the SSLP, which is a summer service learning mm-hmm. program. And then they also have the International Summer Service Learning mm-hmm. Program um, that offer, they offer like a class credit um, for that volunteer experience um, and also that, that whole experience. It's, it's a really cool way. Notre Dame has a lot of initiative to get involved in the community and social justice initiatives. Uh-huh through the Center for Social Concerns, which is a, a group on campus that I got very involved mm-hmm. in. Um, so I was able to do that eight-week volunteering through them. Um, the second summer was the summer... Um, oh, goodness. Maybe I had it backwards. Maybe the second summer was the one that I did the volunteering and the first summer I worked at home. Uh, as a waitress. I worked for one summer at home as a waitress to make extra money. Mm. Um, and then one of the summers I was actually traveling in Europe. Okay. So maybe that's a good segue to your study abroad. Um, tell us about that. Sure. So I, as I said earlier, Notre Dame really offers a lot of study abroad experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on what what major you are doing, what you're studying. Um, So for me, I was a science major. Um, I was studying uh, biology and psychology. And so for me, the options to study um, were limited by the places that offered those science courses that I needed, but also by the language, um, because I only spoke English at the time I needed to um, find an English Mm -hmm. program. So I applied to programs in Dublin, Ireland, and in Perth, Australia, mm-hmm. and I was chosen for the Perth mm-hmm. program, and I lived for that semester. It was the spring of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I lived for a semester in Perth, Australia, and loved, loved, loved it. It was just incredible. Uh-huh. Um, I went with 10 Notre Dame students mm-hmm. total. Um, but we stayed in an international dorm mm-hmm. um, in Perth, and we made so many great friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to really have a great cultural experience and immersion because Notre Dame provided uh, three different excursions mm-hmm. to uh, a little mining mm-hmm. town and then to uh, a vineyard and then to this really beautiful botanical gardens in Perth. Um, so we were able to do and really neat mm-hmm. things um, because we were uh, Notre Dame students there that we had an organization. Um, we, we had organized trips. With sure. Um, yeah, I loved every second of Australia. I actually met my partner there. Um, we've been together for four mm-hmm. years now. Um, and so it was, it was just a really, I loved Australia. Um, but it really spurred <laughs> the travel bug in me. I was able to Um, plan more travel with the people that I had met in Uh Australia. Um, A lot of them were from Europe and South America and all over uh, Southeast Asia. And so I was able to plan a few trips to visit them at their homes. Um, So my experience through Notre Dame, meeting all of these people from around the world, uh, completely transformed my perspective on the world. And um, I actually learned Italian as a result of Uh this trip. Um, because I met some Italians who, uh, they were just really enthusiastic about their language. And we, we bonded over the fact that we both like uh-huh. soccer. And so they said, why don't you learn Italian? And uh, so I did. I can now speak Italian. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, it was really just couldn't have been a better experience. You mentioned biology and psychology. How did you... You know, how did you get interested in that and to the point that you majored in biological sciences and psychology? How did that happen? So um, so in, in high school, I was really interested in 
just science in general. I knew I wanted to be a scientist of mm-hmm. some sort. Um, and then my last year in high school, I learned about different neurodegenerative mm-hmm. disorders like Parkinson's and mm-hmm. Alzheimer's. And I, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about how horrible they were. They're just awful mm-hmm. diseases um, with very little prospect of for mm-hmm. a cure. And so I, I was really interested in that. And I also took a psychology class in high school, AP psychology, and I knew that was interesting. Mm-hmm. So in college at Notre Dame, they had just started this new neuroscience mm-hmm. major. So I signed up and I was really excited to be a part of one of the first neuroscience mm-hmm. classes. And after two years in the neuroscience major, I had taken several neuroscience classes. I even got to dissect the mm-hmm. brain. Uh, it was just really mm-hmm. cool. Um, I wanted to get involved in a research mm-hmm. lab working working as an undergraduate research mm-hmm. assistant. And the, the lab that I wanted to join, uh, they were limited. They only were allowed to take biology yeah. students. Um, and it was, it was a little bit frustrating, but I spoke with my advisor and we determined that my neuroscience course was very similar to the combined majors of biology and psychology. Mm-hmm. So I actually switched my majors partway through college to be biology and psychology so that I could get involved in this uh, research lab. Hmm. Um, And so it didn't really affect too much. I did have to take uh, two different courses as a biology major that I wouldn't have had to take otherwise, but one of them was evolution. And I would say that was one of the most classes I took um, just as as a biologist learning about evolution is, is one of the foundations of science. It's really interesting. Um, so I was, yeah, so I became a double major, um, which offered me a little bit more access to some of the classes I wasn't able to access as just a mm-hmm. neuroscience mm-hmm. major. Um, and along this line, along this path, I learned that uh, I was really interested in medicine mm-hmm. uh, and, and putting my interest in science, uh, combining that with my interest in social justice and, and volunteerism and, and uh, compassion for people. And so I was able to combine that and, and really work to get all the pre-med classes done. And one of the things about science at Notre Dame, we have the best pre-med advisory committee mm-hmm. ever. They, they know that a lot of students don't know what they want to do when they're only 17, 18, 19 years old. And so they really make it so that you're taking the pre-med courses mm-hmm. right away. So that even if you don't know if you want to be a doctor, you're already taking those sure. classes. And if you decide not to go into medicine, you can just drop those classes. Um, so it actually, they make it easy to switch out rather than having to switch sure. in. Um, so I didn't even know it, but I was already taking the pre-med courses, which made my time um, getting into the, the medical path a little bit easier. Um, and then the, the pre-med advisors have been fantastic in in advising me about how to go about uh, reaching that career in medicine. I think this probably led you to the independent research that you did. You got a grant while you were there. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us a little bit about it and what you ended up, what research you did. Yeah, so... um, Going back to my cousin, the one who went to Notre right. Dame, I remember she told me about one of her friends, one of her classmates, who made it a goal to travel as much as she could using grant money from mm-hmm. Notre Dame. And I thought that that was funny, but I mean, a cool way to see see the world. And she basically was doing that because Notre Dame has a lot of... Um, grant money to give out to students because the alumni network at Notre Dame is, is wonderful and large and, and the people who, who graduate from Notre Dame really want to give back to the students mm-hmm. there. And so there is a lot of money available to students who want to explore their passions. Um, and so I, I would say after the summer that I lived in a nursing home and I had taken several science classes, I really knew that I was interested in in dementia research, um, neurodegenerative research, um, 
And so my, my last year in college, I finally decided that I should take advantage of this, the, the grant money that Notre Dame mm-hmm. has. So I, I went to the office for scholarly engagement. Um, basically, there's an entire department of people whose full job is to help students apply for that mm-hmm. grant money. Um, and so I went to them and they were super helpful and helped me create this um, application. And I applied to the Nanovic Institute for European mm-hmm. Studies to spend my spring break senior year in Europe attending a conference for Alzheimer's mm-hmm. research um, and visiting a really cool nursing home model in mm-hmm. Denmark. Uh, and so I actually I won that money. It was a fairly simple mm-hmm. process. Um, and then I was able to use that, that sum of money to travel to Europe for the first time ever. Um, this was this was actually before I traveled to visit my other friends there, but I was able to travel there and attend the research conference. Um, it's been a really fantastic point on my resume. Um, it's a good speaking point when I was applying for mm-hmm. jobs. And I would say that Notre Dame really uh, is one of the schools that can offer students who have passions and and who are uh, really determined. And we Notre Dame has that chance to to help fund Mm -hmm. you um, if you have an idea and you just don't know how you can execute Mm -hmm. it they can help you Um, my advice to to incoming students would absolutely be take advantage of those opportunities they i know actually a couple people who traveled to india who traveled to sri lanka who traveled to um different places in Europe all on Notre Dame's dime because they they just had a, a passion, a research question, and then they applied for a grant. So now you were able to um, do some good um, research at in Denmark. I mean, so what were kind of some of the takeaways of, you know, from that experience? Yeah. So I was, I, when I went on this, on this experience, um, on this grant, I traveled to Denmark to meet with the architects of a dementia-friendly village model. It's basically a specialized nursing home for people specifically with mm-hmm. dementia um, and more advanced dementias. Um, and I was, I was just amazed with the innovation and the the kindness of these people in mm-hmm. Denmark and their thoughtfulness for the community at mm-hmm. large. Um, and they completely inspired me um, to apply for more grants. I've, I'm actually working on uh-huh. one right now to go back to Denmark and work on these villages. Um, and the, they really just solidified my uh, interest in the aging and dementia uh-huh. field, um, which caused me to work. I've actually worked now for two and a half years in Alzheimer's right. research. Um, uh, so... Yeah, it was it was just a fan, fantastic experience. Now you also um, was this the topic that you spoke at the TEDx conference or was that? Uh... Yeah, yeah. So so TEDx, I'm not sure um, if a lot of people are familiar, is basically independently organized um, TED yeah. events. So this was a student-run event that had the the. Um, I don't know, agreement of the TED organization to use their logo. Um, but it was just, a, it was a grouping of, I don't know, a hundred or so students who came together. And then there were a couple of us who, who presented um, on something that was interesting to us. Um, one of my friends presented on um, Seattle, mm-hmm. like just the city of Seattle. They were passionate about it and they just presented that. Um, but my presentation was about, this trip to Europe and what the what the European mindset on treating dementia was like, and the fact that many people our age don't understand what Alzheimer's mm-hmm. is, and um, so I was just kind of sharing my experience and trying to create this um, intergenerational knowledge um, and kind of bridge that gap. and And it was a really great experience. A lot of people uh, had said they didn't. They didn't really know what it was until they had heard my presentation. Um, 
and it was a great practice for for prison. Absolutely. Where are you headed with all this? I mean, this is really um, valuable and exciting from a research point of view. Great work. Um, where do you want to take this? So, good question. Um, I I think that I'm a little bit unique in the fact that I have a very um, specific topic that I'm interested in. A lot of my peers are more interested in general and in, in scientific research mm-hmm. or medicine at large. And I, I, I'm lucky in the fact that I found a topic about within sure. dementia and Alzheimer's that's really interesting to me. And so I've, I've kind of adopted that as my path mm-hmm. for now, but, but I am, I am applying for medical school soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I will be trying to go into med school, very open-minded with the uh, understanding that I might be interested in other uh, areas of expertise and, and, I don't really know. I, I'd love to be a contributing part, a contributing men, member to Alzheimer's research into that field because it definitely needs it. But I am trying to keep an open mind with uh, something in the medical field, uh, hopefully as a doctor. We'll see. If you were to go back to Notre Dame and were to relive the four years, what would you do differently, if any? Uh, <laughs> Well, um, I definitely have played that game with myself before. Um, Yeah, I would say two or three things come to mind. Mm -hmm. Um, I was not a very open-minded person when I first went, Mm -hmm. and I found that I didn't love my roommates right away. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wish that I had been a little bit uh, more open-minded to to get to know more people. Mm -hmm. But that came with experience, and especially going abroad, I really was able to... Mm -hmm. um, broaden the, the groups of people that I was involved in. Um, in terms of making direct changes, I wish I would have started out um, as biology and psychology right away because it would have just made it easier. Uh-huh. Um, and I also, I wish that I had kept learning Spanish. I took a lot of Spanish in high school and I, I did not take it in college because I had already passed the required intermediate level. Uh-huh. And so I wasn't required to take it anymore. Uh-huh. But I wish I wish that I had continued with that. Um, it would be nice to say that I could speak Spanish and Italian right now, but I, I would say that my Spanish has gotten much worse. So I would say I wish I had gotten involved in that. Well, um, no, these are these are great great points. I would say that um, there's still time to learn Spanish, so continue on that. So that's. You definitely definitely have a lot of opportunity there. What kind of advice would you give incoming or aspiring college-bound students? Well, (laughs) it's a lot to think about when you're trying to make a decision about about your college. Uh Um, But try not to get too overwhelmed, I would say. I, I absolutely, I loved Notre Dame in my experience, but I, I, I would say do your research ahead of time to find the place that you think will fit uh-huh. best because I, I know that Notre Dame really fit, fit me and my personality uh-huh. well, um, but I know it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily fit uh-huh. everyone's. Um, there's a lot of options out there, so doing research ahead of time really does make a uh-huh. difference to make sure that you wind up in, in an environment that you're comfortable with that you also are going to be pushed out of your comfort zone a little mm-hmm. bit and um i don't know just i don't know get excited about it college is a great point in your life um, no said so, so, which i'm sure if you're listening to this podcast you're doing plenty of research <laughs> okay so we're kind of coming to the tail end of our podcast i want to give you a chance to talk about anything that we didn't talk about or some memories that you'd like to share or anything else that you think might be appropriate um let's see i i mentioned a little bit about getting involved in the community but it was really 
South Bend is a great community to be involved mm-hmm. in. Um, there, there's so many opportunities to, to meet people, volunteer at hospitals, volunteer in political campaigns, mm-hmm. um, just clean up the streets. Um, so that was a great part. I, re- I loved that. Um, the fact that we were close enough to Chicago to go there for a day or two was, was uh, great. We often went for Cubs games and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I, I would say I'm going to share a memory that probably um, – only people from Notre Dame would really remember, but it was one of my favorites. Every Friday night at midnight before a home football mm-hmm. game, the entire drum line from the band uh-huh. would come out at midnight and play a bunch of like 45 minutes worth of, of just Notre Dame chants and, <laughs> and things, but only on the drums. And they, they would get in a circle in front of the main building on campus with that beautiful golden uh-huh. dome. And they would play and get everyone super hyped up and rallied for the football game the next day. And I loved that. I I almost didn't miss any of those Friday <laughs> nights. And then we'd go out afterwards. And even though Notre Dame is, is definitely has that reputation for being one of the more um, low-key, more religious schools, we definitely did have a party atmosphere sometimes. It was uh, really, really fun to be on campus on the weekends. Fall football games, you can't beat it. Um, those were some of my favorite memories, I would say. That sounds great. Um, so, Lydia, um, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time, and you've been extremely generous with the time and your details. So, thank you so much. I'm sure. I have too <laughs> no, I, I think I, I think it is. Um, I should. Weird's the right word. So not you know not an I. So it's it painted a very nice image and pictures, and um, you're involved in a lot of interesting things, and some that determine the future of you know could determine future of. Uh, I don't want to say humanity, but at least for the next hundred years. I mean, you know, I think dementia is a great. I'd like to think that I can help make. A of course, I mean, it, I'm I'm sure you will, and so. Good luck with that, and uh, we'll be watching. Thank so thank you so much for your time today. I'm sure we'd want to talk again in the future, but for now, take care and be safe. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed our podcast with Lydia Piendale about the University of Notre Dame. Lydia's story exemplifies how being open to new experiences can not only be enriching, but also rewarding. In the process, Lydia learned new languages, traveled, received grants to pursue field study in the area of dementia and other neurodegenerative conditions. During her time there, she immersed herself in campus life, an avid sports fan, and soaked in the school spirit. It was quite a ride. I hope you check out the University of Notre Dame for your own undergraduate study. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast today. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash Alma Matters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you. College Matters. Alma Matters. Matters.